changed my uh, message direction from what I'd originally planned. This morning I felt, felt like God wants to speak to you about faith. I'm feeling in spite of all your great energy here and enthusiasm, I'm feeling like some of you are currently in a battle. And I'm feeling for some of you that there is something pressing against your face. It's like you're being, there's a demonic resistance trying to push you back. And I feel like some of you need a fresh infusion of faith. And even if you feel like your faith bucket is running a little bit dry at the moment, I believe that God is going to do something tonight supernaturally to impart fresh faith. Are you you up for it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now that your word is alive, living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, uh, I don't know every person here tonight, but you do. And I don't know what everyone's going through because I'm not all knowing, but you do. And I pray right now that you take what I say and speak it personally to each person right where they're at, that they will hear exactly what they need to hear. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. I thank you for the open heaven here tonight. I thank you for open hearts. And I pray as I have always prayed, Holy Spirit, have your way and have your say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's start with that famous scripture about faith. Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I want to say from the outset, God doesn't want to put any extra burdens on you. Because for some of you, the word faith immediately conjures up the idea of hard work. If I need more faith, that means I've got to try and, and, and muster up faith and like it's this big responsibility. I want to take the pressure off right now in Jesus' name. But it's an important thing because the Word says without faith, it's impossible to please God. I read it in just about every version of the Bible going. And who knows that some scriptures read in different versions can actually sound quite different. Yeah? But you know what? In this this scripture, no matter what version you read, is basically identical. I mean, even in the Amplified, it's not particularly Amplified. (laughs) It just says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I know that there are those of you here tonight and you're facing challenges in the area of your faith. And maybe there are areas of unfulfilled prayers, unfulfilled promises, and your faith bucket is feeling a little bit empty. And maybe tonight you feel even a bit inadequate in the faith department. Well, tonight I want to bring a fresh perspective on faith. And it's not that everything you've ever heard is wrong. But I love the fact that revelation, revelation is exactly that. It's when God reveals something new from the Word. And I certainly have seen some new things from the Word on the subject of faith that I want to share with you tonight. Now Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 2. In the New King James says this, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In the New Living Translation, it says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. 
The Amplified says, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. So what am, what am I saying tonight? This is what I'm saying. Faith starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. And everything in between is Jesus. We do not have the power to create faith. You cannot manufacture it and you can't force it. Faith is much more than confidence or positive thinking. I tell you what faith isn't. It isn't a bravado or a mask or living in a state of denial about the stuff that you're going through. It's not a pretense. I tell you what faith is. Faith is a supernatural spiritual force which is given to us for free. Romans 4.16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. So the promise might be sure to all the seed. It is of faith that it might be according to grace. Faith and grace. Faith and grace. I don't know if you've ever joined the dots between those two things. There are some of you here today and you kind of feel like you're lacking somehow in the faith department. Maybe you feel like you're a bit at the bottom of the faith food chain and you look at other people and you think, oh, they've got such great faith. Oh, I wish I could believe like them. But I want you to know tonight, there is not one of us who has a head start or added faith advantage or didn't come out of the womb with some sort of extra faith DNA than anybody else. Because faith tonight is not exactly dependent on you. I'm telling you, it's not on who you are. It's based on who He is. Faith is a spiritual force. Jesus, the author and perfecter. So faith starts with Jesus. You believe tonight because of Jesus. Do you know what? It wasn't because you mustered up believing. It wasn't because, it was because you at some point, you yielded to, to faith, to the gift of faith that came from Jesus. I love that promise that faith is according to grace. That means it is a gift from God. And maybe tonight you're facing something you've never faced before. You're walking through something you've never walked through before. And you're faced with a challenge to believe what you haven't believed before. And you would think, well, I need more faith. But more faith seems like more work. And you know what? I used to teach something which I've actually repented of. And it's this. I used to say, faith is like a muscle. And it's just like when you work the muscle out at the gym. That every time you, you, you work your faith, your faith's getting bigger. Well, you know what? That's not actually scripturally true. Because there are works of faith. Don't get me wrong. There are works of faith, but we don't work to get faith. And if, and if faith was built according to my works, that's not grace. There are some of you here tonight. I'm telling you, tonight I believe God is going to set some of you free because you're facing impossible situations and you've got this burden of heaviness on you that I've got to try and believe and believe and believe. Well, I tell you, it just, it's only going to get better tonight. This is just the start. Faith is a gift from God. Faith is a grace which we receive by asking, by asking. And there is no one here today more deserving than another of new faith. No one here today more predisposed or inherently given special faith favours by God. 
But as we look unto Jesus, look unto Jesus, faith is not independent of Jesus. He can author faith in you for something. I'm seeing fresh faith being authored in the leadership team here. Fresh faith being authored. I'm seeing even tonight something being birthed on the inside of you. Drew and Emma, I'm seeing fresh faith being birthed on the inside of you because you have exhausted, as it were, the installment of faith that you have had for the season. It's like there's been faith that you have been operating out of, but it's like it's done its dash. It's it's like it's run dry because there is a fresh installment of faith coming and it's being initiated within you. And the leadership team, those who stand around about you, get ready for fresh faith that comes from Jesus. I break pressure off you tonight in Jesus' name because Jesus is the one who authors it. We don't have to manufacture it. We can't create it. It's impossible. Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. There was a father in Mark chapter nine, this this, uh, father had a young son and that son was was so sick. He he had a, a, a form of epilepsy. He was incredibly tormented by seizures. This little boy tormented by seizures, he would self-harm. It was much more than just a neurological condition. It was much more than just a, a simple uh, form of, of, say, epilepsy. There was something incredibly tormenting attached to it. He'd throw himself into the fire. And he, he was, I mean, can you imagine, just put yourself in the shoes of that child's father. And he's desperate for an answer. He's desperate for a miracle. And he goes to the disciples. So, you know, the guys, the dream team, the ones who've been mentored by Jesus. He goes to them for prayer, takes his child, my ch- explains the story, my child needs a miracle. And can you imagine his disappointment when nothing happens? Nothing changes. Can you imagine? He's thinking, gee, I've just had the best in the business, pray for my son and nothing has changed. But then Jesus comes on the scene. This is in Mark chapter nine, verses 23 to 24. And he shares with Jesus. He tells him the, you know, the heartbreaking story of his son and how he needs to be healed, needs to be set free. And Jesus says to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now, if I had have been there, I would have said, hey, dude, dude, don't confess unbelief. You want a miracle? You want a miracle? You don't go confessing your unbelief. You've got, you got, you got to keep your confession right. You've got to stay positive. Anyone else with me? You know what I'm talking about? And you've just gone and declared it before the whole world because he's, he's literally crying out in front of everyone gathered, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. I'd say, that's not the way you're going to get a miracle. But what happened? He got a miracle. Got a miracle. And I, I've been thinking on this passage for months now. For absolute months, I'm thinking, God, this totally goes against everything that, that, that I've been taught. 
You know, some of you know what it is to be brought up, you know, in that particular kind of, you know, you have to look like you've got it all together. You, you know, you believe, you don't doubt. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But he comes before Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith. And in that moment, he actually prays the most powerful prayer you can pray. Help! Because I'm thinking, God, what's going on here? What's the dynamics? What was happening in the spirit? What was the exchange? What's happening? And this is what happens. You get a man coming before God in his honesty, in, in in his authenticity. This is how it is. He comes with his heart open before the Lord. Jesus, the author of faith. And he says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. He didn't try to hide his unbelief. He didn't try to confess it away. He came to Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. If I was to be honest tonight, I kind of live in that zone all the time. That's kind of where I live. <laughs> you know, I, I, I believe, but I don't. <laughs> and it, I mean, some of them here know what I'm talking about. Anyone over here know what I'm talking about? Well, join the club of the man of Mark chapter 9. And as he came to Jesus, making a declaration of his need, honest and vulnerable. Lord, I believe help, help, help. And Jesus says, you've come to the right guy because I am the author and perfecter. Some of you here tonight, you're receiving Jesus the author. Something new is starting to bubble up on the inside. You're gonna leave this place tonight and you're gonna believe something new that you haven't believed before. And there are those of you tonight who are gonna encounter Jesus the perfecter. And it's like you've been in this place of, Lord, I believe. Oh, no, but I don't. Lord, I believe. Oh, gosh, that's really hard. And as you come to that place of honesty before the Lord, don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed of your unbelief. My God, I've never said that before. That is hot off the press. My goodness, write that down. I was thinking today, I could write a book on this stuff. I could just... I'm feeling the love. I love it. I don't even know what did I just say there. Yeah, like we, we can get it. We can get ashamed and embarrassed. There's some of you, and you do. You got like this secret shame of something that God doesn't want you to hide. He He, he knows already. And what's more, this man actually shared it publicly. Shared it with others. And he found his miracle in being honest. What is it that you're struggling with tonight? For some of you, it's a family situation. Maybe it's a physical condition, a financial challenge, some relationship stuff going down. Maybe it's some things on the inside you've been wanting to be set free of and you've been fighting it and fighting it. Someone here and it's an addiction and you're ashamed, you're embarrassed, but God wants you to know that He is the author and perfecter of your faith and He wants you to come and be honest, be open, be real. Be real. Oh, Shanda, love this. Man received a miracle, the healing of his son on a confession of unbelief. That just can confound you if you don't understand 
what was going on. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes. Everyone say, faith comes. Turn to your neighbour and tell them, faith comes. Turn to the one you ignored the first time and tell them, faith comes. Faith comes. Faith comes. So, if you'd gone looking for me before 4pm this afternoon in the city of San Diego, you couldn't have found me. Nowhere to be found. I wasn't here. I only landed at four o'clock at the airport. And so if you'd gone looking for Vicky, you wouldn't have found me no matter how hard you tried. But then at 4pm, Vicky comes. Vicky comes. Here she is. Faith comes. Faith comes just because you don't have it now doesn't mean you're not going to have it in the future. And I'm seeing some of you with real struggles to believe in the area of your marriage. Maybe you're a single person believing to be married. You know, maybe there's something going on, you know, in your family. Is someone here actually, and I'm seeing you in your area of employment, and there's a real struggle going on. Your boss is persecuting you. There's bullying going on. There's injustice going on. And you have to, you're like, God, I, I have to stay in this job. I, I, you've got uh, kids to support. It, it's... A desperate situation. And you're thinking, I don't know how I can believe to be delivered from this. I don't know how I can believe. Just because you don't have faith now doesn't mean you're not going to have faith tomorrow. Because faith comes. Can I have the worship team return? Can I have the worship team come, please? Worship team comes. (laughs) So it comes, it comes. It comes from Jesus. Not from your mind. Not from your intellect, your qualifications doesn't come from your position, from your great family. That makes some of us whose family's not so great, you know, really encouraged. It, <laughs> faith comes, comes from Jesus. I'm seeing a fresh infusion of faith tonight. See, even us believing for the very first time, I remember when I made the decision to follow Jesus. When I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour, I was a Catholic by birth and nationality. Who knows what I'm talking about? It was meaningless to me, you know, uh, to be honest. And when I got into my teens, I started looking, looking for the meaning of life. You know, I'm starting, I was on a, on a quest to know the truth, to find a cause. And I tried a whole heap of stuff. I tried a whole heap of Eastern religion and alternative stuff and New Age stuff. I tried to astral travel, but I didn't get anywhere, but I tried. Uh, and it turned out it was, a Christ, it, was, it was coming towards Christmas. And I just saw an advertisement in a newspaper for a local church. And I just, why not? Why not? I had to be honest. I never, ever would have thought what I was looking for would be found in a church. But something within me was just drawing me to go. Went by myself. No one invited me. I just saw an advertisement and I rocked up to what turned out to be a church very similar to this. And and I guess that day I saw something I'd never seen before. Firstly, 
the pastor didn't preach what I thought he was going to preach about. I thought he was going to preach about baby Jesus, Mary, Joseph. I mean, it's Christmas Day, right? But he actually preached a scripture from the Gospel of John. Chapter 10, verse 10, it says, The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You know what? In that moment, it's like I joined the dots. I'm thinking, abundant life. I'd never heard those words, abundant life. That's, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. Abundant life. And I never thought I would have found that in Jesus. I would have thought, hello, Jesus, goodbye life. I mean, I'd seen Jesus on the cross every day of my school education. And I never, ever had considered that He was the source of what I was looking for. And I remember walking into that church and I, I didn't have any predisposition at that point to make a decision to receive Jesus. But that day, Jesus, the author, visited me. Jesus, the author of faith and, and something, something sparked. Something, I mean, it's incredible that in one moment you can believe something you didn't believe before. It's amazing, right? And it wasn't just what I heard, it was what I felt. I, I felt, I felt an energy in the room. I, I felt something. Now, this is a traditional old time Pentecostal church in 1980. You know, it wasn't as cool as what C3 San Diego is but I felt life. And as I left the church that day and the pastor wished me a Merry Christmas at the door, I burst into tears. I didn't even totally understand why. I burst into tears. And so he asked me the question, have you given your life to Jesus? You know, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Something like that. I have to be honest, I didn't understand the question. I didn't understand the question. And I thought, well, I've been, I've, I've been christened, first Holy Communion, confirmed three times that I know of. So I said, well, I said, well, I think so. I think so. But clever pastor, he knew, he knew if you think so and don't know so, probably haven't so. <laughs> and he literally just led me to prayer right there at the door. I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't understand the, the, the theology, what I was signing up for, but this I knew that I had identified a need on the inside and I'd been looking for something. And that day, something connected. Faith was birthed in my heart. And all I was doing was like, God, you know what? If you're real, if this is it, here I am. It was as simple as that. And you know what? There's some of you here tonight and maybe you've thought, oh, I want to believe, but I, I can't. I, I want to believe, but I'm not, you know. Or I have people say, I wish I could believe like you. Of course you can. Of course you can. Because I'm just like everybody else. Lord, I believe, help. Lord, I believe, help. And any faith that I have has come from Jesus, who we all have equal access to. He is no respecter of persons. He doesn't prefer one above another. Everyone here tonight can know what it is to receive faith to believe. Faith to believe that God loves you, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for your sins, and that as you receive Him, you would know what it is to receive eternal life, abundant life, starting now. 
Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to C3SanDiego.com. 